Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to Burning Locks. Today is Sunday, March 17th, 2013. This is episode 7. Really? I've... Yeah, so. <laughs> We've been doing this that long. It seems like we just started. Yes, 7 episodes already. I, of course, am your host, JC. That is Rick. Hello. <laughs> We're here to give you a weekly dose of Guild Wars 2. And we normally kick off the show with what you've been doing. So, what you've been doing? Uh, this week, let's see. I've, uh, I have didn't play as much this week as I have recently. I kind of took some time away from the game. But uh, did do what I, I, I said I was going to get out there and try Guild Wars looking for group website. And ran a TA Explorable and a um, COF Explorable using the looking for group tool and it worked well i found nice. two nice groups the cof group was kind of like a speed run group they just wanted to uh get through it pretty quick we had no problems the ta group was a little less experienced but we still got through it cool uh, little i mean uh, if you don't know the dungeons if you've never been in them before i could see where it could be confusing for new players um a lot of the groups it's that they go from boss to boss and in between the bosses they tend to run past the mobs hmm. um, do that in COF did that in TA too um, Mesmers will stealth run ahead use portals to warp past group to warp past mob groups um, and sometimes you'll just blatantly just run <laughs> everybody will use their speed boost and try to run and get to the point where the mobs fall off and just run from boss fight to boss fight. So if you haven't been there and you don't know the layout of the dungeon, uh, you know, it, it can be difficult, but just find, you know, stick with the group so that you catch the speed boost if they're throwing them off there, if they're group boost, keep your boost ready and on hand so you can keep up and just keep running and dodge, evade, um, and you'll you'll make it through fine. If you, if you die, most people are pretty good about, okay, you know, go to a res at a... Uh, Skill point will come back and run run with you again, but uh, just can be can be a little daunting at first, especially if you're not sure where you're going. Yeah, having having that good background and all is really good, regardless of how you find your group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the group finder allows for a comment on there, and you'll see so most of the people who are in for speed runs, they'll say on there, you know, farming or speed run. Um, or I've seen, especially with COF, there was a lot of people looking for, they said Zerker Warriors, so they're looking for specific classes that are built for running these speed runs. Yeah. Uh, but you can find people out there who just want to just want to run a dungeon, want to run an explorable dungeon, and they just want to get through it. They're not worried about how fast they do it. want to have a good time. My, each run took about a half hour for me. It was, it was a good time. Cool. Not as fun as running with you guys, who, you know, my group that on Wednesdays where we could sit on vent and talk to each other, but yeah, that's a event makes everything more fun. <laughs> yeah, but it accomplishes the goal of getting through a dungeon, getting some loot and some gold, and yeah. getting some tokens. Definitely. Uh, oh, and I used the Mystic Toilet this this week quite a few times, and wound up getting twenty clovers, which wasn't very good at all for how many times I used the toilet. So. <laughs> well, what did you go after? You went after a hundred clovers, and you came back with twenty. Actually, I tried two more times tonight, so that's now a hundred. That's 12, 12 times I've tried, and only two out of 12 times did I get clovers. That's, that's yeah. That's why I stopped pursuing my legendary right there. A yes, lot of money gone. Frustrating, annoying, and a lot of materials down the toilet. Yep. But oh well, what else am I going to use them on? That's my guys are all decked out in exotic gear, so. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, what have I been doing this week? Um... Getting the ground rolling with a New World Be World specific guild. Uh, we've kind of split off some people into a guild of people that enjoy doing World Be World, and that's where I spend most of my time in the game. So I've been kind of helping get this effort off the ground, and it's shown some really good results and been been quite fun a couple of nights we've done it. Unfortunately, last night for the reset, or no, two nights ago for the reset, and last night I have not been on. <laughs> real life comes in the way sometimes and it's and when I say comes in the way sometimes just going and playing poker with the guys is more important than playing the video games get out hmm. in the f get out in meat space and see people instead of virtual space 
<laughs> but I've done a little bit of world be world. Um, been working on my engineer a little bit now. He's up to level 15. Uh, I spent one night in World v. World with him. I, I said, well, let's give this a shot. He was level 11. I went into World v. World, and we were in our uh, fighting for our keep, both breaking mm -hmm. into our main keep and Eternal Borderlands. We were red, and we were fighting on the west ramp of the keep and pushing Anvil Rock back down to the bottom of the ramp, and they push all the way up and get into the throne room, and we push them all the way back down. <laughs> <laughs> and back and forth, probably about five, six times up and down that ramp. And my level 11 engineer went to level 13, and I pulled in about 30 badges. Nice. So, so in an hour and a half. So I'm like, yeah, that, that was definitely worth it. I need to do that again. I did find out today, however, this morning, that running by myself as my level 15 engineer <laughs> won't be well. Not a good idea. You have that little green arrow next to you, which means yes. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it means kill me first. So yeah. yeah, I got I got crushed quite frequently. Then when I got my mesmer, it was better. I'm having fun with my mesmer. Some of the stuff I'm doing now, where I was carrying uh, for utilities, I was carrying clone. Was it clone? I don't know. Oh. The one the one that gives you two. I forget what it's called. It gives you two. You're the mesmer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The, the utility skill that gives you two clones on demand. I dropped that and put Portal in its place and kept Blink and... Um, um, <laughs> I can't remember all my name skills. The one that makes me invisible and leaves a clone in my spot. Those those three utility skills. I've been having a lot of fun with Portal. like, And I've been watching some videos. Uh, if you've been to the official forums and the Mesmer forums, Asicat, or Asicat, He's a uh, he's a pretty pretty damn good mesmer, and I've been watching some of his videos and trying to implement some of his tactics and having some success with it, and it's really fun when it works. That's good. So that's been uh that's been cool exploring my class a little bit more. I, I logged on this morning and was just uh, gonna do a little farming in ore, and I hit the WVW button to get back to Lion's Arch, and we had one camp. That was it. When I everything logged... else was owned by the other two. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we must have gotten our butts handed to us in the wee hours of the morning because they had us pretty much wiped off the map. When I logged in, Green had most of Eternal Border or Eternal Battlegrounds. When I logged out, Green had all but two, or had only two towers left, and we controlled the rest of it. And the two towers that Green controlled were in Red's area. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, we, that changed. They pushed us back. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, that'll that'll happen. Anvil Rock, you guys are kicking ass, taking names. Anyways, <laughs> we got some news to talk about this week. Uh, a couple of blog posts came down and a state of the game interview. So first off, we'll kick it off on March 12th. There was a blog post and some new items in the gem store. Uh, new town clothes, more specifically, uh, a hoodie, casual hoodie, a designer hoodie, and some riding gear being riding pants, riding boots, and riding gloves. They keep dropping all these little things into the game that are uh, hint at horses and mounts <laughs> and not actually putting horses or mounts in the game. They said they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't have mounts. How much you want to bet that they do eventually put them in, you buy them in the gem shop, and they don't make you run any faster than normal. They're just aesthetic. Yeah. They're for looks. I could see it happening. They How might. much Blizzard makes on a mount? I know. It's a money thing. Yeah. But and it does come with the speed increase. Yeah. If you, if you don't get the speed increase, I don't see the point in doing it. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what they do, but yeah, it's a possibility they could put them in and just just for aesthetic looks, because you know, Anet likes to have things that look different. They like looks. Yep, and it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing to see more town clothes in there. I know there are I, on Reddit. Oh, I currently don't use mine at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, there's there's no appeal there right now for me to use them. Yeah, I use mine occasionally. 
just I mean, just when you're messing around, like uh, like you know, one of the guys we run with, he, he his town clothes are just his boots, and everything else yep. is naked. So when he wants to dance, he puts on his town clothes so that his car- he doesn't have to take off all his gear. Yep. So, but I I see it on Reddit and on the official forums. I see threads like. ArenaNet, why do you not want my money? I'm willing to buy town clothes or whatever out of the store, but you aren't putting anything in there. So here's some love for those people. There's some stuff to buy. Um, Yeah, so that's it. Town clothes. In the the thing, uh, I think the designer, and this is the crazy thing, the designer hoodie is 400 gems. The cotton hoodie is 200 gems. They're almost exactly identical, except they have different dye zones on them. Hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. okay, sure. And you know, someone's out there buying the designer one just because it's more. Just because like, they got to collect them all. Yep, it's a Pokemon thing. Got to get them all. Yep. Or they bought that one specifically just because it costs more, and they say, "Ha, I have the one that costs more." Stuff. You know, there are people out there that do that stuff. <laughs> That's why they put it in the game. Mm-hmm. Make any sense to me, but yeah. somebody will buy it. Yep. If they put it out there, somebody will buy it. <clears throat> yep. The next blog post that came out of Arena Net was the end of Culling blog post on March 13th, where they outlined their plans to end Culling and AKA choose your own leg. Yes, <laughs> as it's been referred to. Um, so we all know what Culling is. We've discussed it on the show before. On March 26th, with the patch, Flame and Frost, the raising, they are going to eliminate culling. They are going to turn off culling in World v. World. Oh. Yeah. This, this is going to be interesting to see. I mean, even for me, I'm on the high, I'm between the medium settings and the high settings, and I'm nervous about this, where this is, what this is going to do to my computer. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, kind of start it in the middle and move from there. At what point does it start affecting your performance? Yep. Does it get unacceptable? Because, I mean, when you're just running around and you're like taking camps and stuff, you're going to, you could probably run on a high setting and be just fine. Yep. It's only going to be when you get into the big zergs that you're going to suffer performance. And the question is, do you want to turn your graphics down all the time for those few minutes that you're in a zerg? <laughs> Yep. Now they've given us a they're 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 taking away the culling, but they're giving us some options. The mm-hmm. the options for how your computer handles this are going to be on your end. And they, these are the options: uh, high resolution models. These are the high resolution models you already have in the game, and you're familiar with. Everyone will be rendered that way and be there and text the hell out of your computer if you don't have a high end system. Low-resolution fallback models. We've seen these intermittently. They started doing tests with them. These are the... Each class will have its own low-resolution model. You'll be able to tell what class the character is, and that's about it from these models. Um, They differ depending on race and armor class, actually. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily class. But So you'll be able to tell if it's a Norn, leather wearer, or a a human, light armor wearer, or a char heavy armor guy but that's about it yeah basically you'll see a green army or a red army or you know they're just very generic looking i think that's probably where i'm going to play is with that one on uh the third option is nameplates only which will just give you all the names until things can be rendered in Mm, that'd be frustrating that that may be frustrating targeting wise because granted all the hitboxes of the characters are supposed to be the same size but i have and and some spells like I, I know playing an elementalist the ground you know explosions yep. is a long cast time and the animation is quite obvious that that's what that person is casting so if all you can see is their name plague and you don't see that coming you get caught up in some pretty big hits yeah hopefully so. the red circle comes in quick enough to dodge <laughs> out of the way <laughs> um, there are also two other option, uh, options options uh, that are going to allow They'll, they'll allow you to select how World v. World characters are displayed. Um, there's a World v. World character limit. This controls how many reported characters are rendered with a model and how many are rendered only with nameplates. 
and that I might actually turn on and have it have that on so that I can see how many people are there by the nameplates, but only the closest people to me render. I'm, I'm hoping that's how that works and that will save me with some issues. Uh, the other one is World v. World Character Quality. This controls how many characters are rendered with the model using the high-resolution model and how many use the lower-resolution fallback models. So I'm wondering if that these are independent sliders of each other. I would think so. And that might be that might be an interesting way to do it so that you get the high-resolution character models on, say, you limit it to five or something yeah. like that. So that when you're going to take a camp or you're out just in a small group that you get that still have that feel of a of how it feels to you now with World v World. And then when you get in the big Zerg, then you the extra characters will be modeled down. Yeah. And save your performance. So that, that might be a better way of setting it up and then you might still be able to get the feel that you're accustomed to while still saving your your PC some work. Yes. Yes, definitely. So either way, hopefully this turns out for the good and doesn't tax anyone's system too much. And who knows? It's going to be one of those things you got to play with. Yeah. You're going to have to play with it until you get it right. Definitely. So and as good as an arena net is with this stuff, it's should be hopefully pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get some kills in World v. World that week with people who look like they're AFK. It's because they're messing around with their graphical settings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that's already going to happen to me. I'm going to be sitting there... <laughs> Fiddling with my settings and some thief is going to come out of nowhere and boom, boom, dead. boom, boom, dead. It's, It'll happen more than once. It already happens. <laughs> I'll be fiddling around dying my armor. Why I'm dying my armor in the middle of a hostile area, I don't know. But that happens. <laughs> uh, the next thing up that we have is a state of the game interview conducted by Guild Wars 2 Guru on March 14th with Jonathan Sharp, Tyler Bierce, and Carl McCain. And I'm not going to go through the entire interview here, but they did have some discussion on profession balances, and we're going to talk about what they said basically about each individual profession. They did go more on into detail on Spirit Watch map and some PvP things and a little bit of World v. World stuff. But this really kind of... I saw it and I'm like, oh, we got to talk about that because there's some really neat stuff in here. And we're going to kick it off with the Elementalist. Right now they have said that the uh, Elementalist only have one specific build that works, and they're a bit too limited. They're supposed to be a jack-of-all-trades profession, but not the king of any particular type of play. They want to open up the builds more, rearrange the traits, buff traits that aren't getting taken right now. So Elementalists are supposed to be jack-of-all-trades. That's really... I understand that jack of all and trades, master of none, but it's uh, it's tough to pull off in practice in a game because what you wind up with is a class that thrives in mediocrity, and you try to play that class against other classes who are good at certain things, and you can't compete because you get out damaged by the damage dealers, you get outlasted by the tanks, and you can't heal any better than any other class, really. I mean, you do have a couple of minor heals, but you can't keep yourself alive. So what do you do? You're, you're mediocre in every sense of the fashion. That's where the Elementalist is kind of stuck right now. You're mediocre. Yep. And they they need to, to figure out a way to make the builds so that you can excel in some way. Maybe you know you have to choose which one you excel, and you have a choice. You can excel in being tanky, or you can excel in being damage you can't excel in both but they have to give you something you're good at right now elementalist just isn't good at anything except big aoe ranged attacks with the staff if you if you make basically a glass cannon yeah uh next one up on the list was the engineer uh and the one point they really took out of this because it's really they kind of described a couple of these classes what their idea of what they should be is and the engineer they said should be a mid-ranged skirmisher that can control the battlefield in various ways such as turrets control skills and aoe so it's kind of a don't see many engineers out there now um it's one of those from playing mind a little bit i have I can see where it is kind of a complicated class. 
I know they are um, they're going to change up the toolkits a little bit. They're going to give them more utility and tone down their power a little bit. I know they said 100 grenades build is a little bit more powerful than they had intended, um, doing up to 24,000 damage at times, which is... Yikes! That's that's anyone's health pool, right? Yeah, that kills anything. Even <laughs> even a tanky, even a tanky warrior guardian can't take that. Yeah. So, uh, I I am enjoying my engineer. I'm looking forward to seeing what utility they get in their kits. Um, I've only unlocked a couple of them: my healing kit, my um, bomb kit, and my grenade kit. So, seeing more of those, more utility in those. I mean, they're all pretty. They all pretty much look the same with a couple of conditions. And then just a damage dealing item. So, I've always thought of the of the engineer, and I haven't played one, but I've always thought of him as more of a condition type build. Yeah, um, that they were good at applying conditions, and you know, and if that's the way Inet wants them to be focused on, you know, as it says, control the battlefield. Well, you do that by applying conditions. You do that by yeah. slowing the enemy, by speeding up your your allies, making um, it bad to stand over here. Yep, moving them around. Um, so I think they they got the skeleton build of the engineer where they wanted. They just got to do some fine tuning to it, which they do with all classes. They fine tune them, yep. but I don't think it's I don't think the engineer is way out of whack from where they want it to be. Yeah, they just tweak some numbers. They said give it a bit more utility, which is that's good. Uh, Guardian. They described the Guardian as a boon centric heavy armor profession. Meant to be slower than most professions, but abilities for movement to join the fight and stay in the fight. Have abilities to join the fight and stay in the fight. They want they want the Guardian seems to be more mobile, I think. No, oh, no, I, no. My Guardian isn't lacking mobility. Yeah. I'm right. But I mean I made a shout I made a shout build, so my shouts that apply the boons, the speed buffs in particular, last quite a while. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have that build where your boons last a long time, then, um, then then you're probably SOL as far as you know. But they just you can see it right in the description. They describe it as a boon centric build. So if you're going to take yeah. a class that is supposed to be boon centric, that's if that's the core of the build, you should put a lot of points in the line that extends and makes your boons more powerful and last longer. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, that just makes sense with the Guardian that that's the way you're supposed to play the class. It's the way they intend it. So yeah, I think I think the Guardian plays well. I've enjoyed playing it. I still enjoy playing the Guardian. Um, I have no complaints about it right now. I mean, I can AOE with my greatsword. Um, I guess I, sh- I should try out playing the shield Guardian more and just see if I can be more tanky with a shield. But yeah. maybe maybe if I played a shield, I, c- I could give up some of my power and vitality and, and be a little more... Uh, damage dealing than I am, but like the, the Twilight Arbor run I did with that pug group, they weren't very experienced, and I wound up um, there was one boss I was just I was tanking the, the boss the whole fight, and I stayed alive just fine, and I was able to control the fight and move the boss around where I wanted him to, and, and the other players they were up and down and dying and stuff, but I, I mean I really controlled that whole fight. I really felt like. I think that's how the Guardian was supposed is supposed to play. So yeah. I hope they don't tweak it too much. I kind of like the way my Guardian plays right now. <laughs> uh, next up on the list is the Mesmer. Uh, piercing Greatsword. The number one skill on Greatsword is now going to pierce through any targets, well, I should say up to two targets on your way to the main target. So you have that big beam with your Greatsword, and you're targeting your guy. Anyone that gets in the way up to two different people, will also take damage. So this is really going to increase, I think, some of the complication in greatsword play. And not really complication. It's just going to make people that are really good at it even better. <laughs> works a lot. That works a lot like the Elementalist Phoenix scale. Yep. Same type of deal. It goes out, hits guys in between, blows up, comes back. Um, same type of mechanic. I think they're just applying it there to the sword. Yeah, and they're going to they're gonna tweak some of the numbers for it. So... Um, yeah, watch out! Watch out for those great sword beams now with the mesmer. Not like you weren't Mesmers before. Are annoying as all well. get out. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, and I, oh god, having fun with mine. Just say that. Start using portal and blink to your advantage, mesmers. It's fantastic. 
next up is the Necromancer. Uh, they're a bit slow. They need to move. Um, oh, what is? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> that needs to move to kill radius lockdown. What that means is that they are a cloth wearing class, and for them to be effective, they need to be too close. Ah, uh, and they get squished. Yes, you get, they're they're in they're inside the enemy's kill box, and where they're going to get nailed with a big attack. But they have to be there to lock down the enemy, so. They need to give them some more mid-range type attacks that can keep them outside of the, that that melee hitbox because they're a cloth wearing class. Yeah, uh, they're heavy control and boons for removing and converting them, or heavy control on the boons. They mm-hmm. want they want a heavy focus on controlling the boons, um, both ones you have and your opponents, um, replacing your boons with conditions on your opponent and such the yeah, one necromancer is like the anti-guardian yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's a good way of putting it that is really a good way of putting it the guardian's supposed to put boons on people and the necromancer is going to take them off and hurt you with them I and mean, they're just you got it yeah the elf and the omega there between those two classes yeah the one neat thing they did say about the me- uh, necromancer is that the build diversity uh necromancer is in a place where they want the other professions to be it is, there's several ways to play the Necromancer, and they're all viable. And um, Yeah. Well, you want to be a, a minion master, you know, you have all sorts of minions running around with you. You want to be a condition build Necro, or you want to be a Necro that you don't apply the conditions, you mess with everybody else's conditions. Any one of those three is a viable build with Necromancers, and they all play very well. Yeah. And the well builds and such. Oh, next up was the ranger. <laughs> they admit the longbow needs work. Thank <laughs> God it does. Seriously. <laughs> uh, the full damage build of going berserker, uh, really the ranger cannot do that because they don't have effective enough utility skills to keep themselves safe. Even on my ranger, I'm running a lot of knight's gear and valkyrie gear just to have that buff to my toughness and vitality to stay alive in most situations welcome to um, the glass build elementalist looked up the elementalist actually wears cloth armor it's even worse <laughs> it's even worse as, a, as an elementalist at least the ranger is wearing leather <laughs> that's yeah. the same thing that the, the longbow ranger is like playing a staff alley except you have a little better armor and you get a pet yeah speaking of which agony resistance will be translated to pets so your agony resistance will be shared with your pet now uh, it should up. be. That Come makes sense. March 26. It should be, and it's not. And right now, that's the thing where once you get beyond like level 10 or 15 fractals, no one wants a ranger because the pet dies so quickly, and the pet is such an integral part of the ranger's damage that you end up just being nerfed damage-wise by mm-hmm. taking a ranger with you. So, rangers, your pets will have agony resistance soon. And that will be that will also uh should also translate to necromancer minions and mesmer clones. So you guys will also be valuable in fractals. Hmm. Oh next up on the list is everyone's favorite profession, the thief. Whether you love them or you complain about them all the time, there are a lot of interesting things here. Um the revealed debuff will automatically activate on stealth ending, not just an attack. This might also apply to Mesmer stealth. Mesmers. Um, so it used to be a thing where if you went stealthed and it ran out naturally and you didn't attack anything, you could apply stealth again right away and uh, essentially abuse the culling. The combination of this and the culling going away, thieves are going to have a harder time hiding. So... Hope you get ready to dodge when you come out of stealth or kill. Um, and everyone complains about the high damage of thieves, and up until this point, I hadn't really given it much of a thought. But they did say the high damage is to compensate for the lack of boon removal. Thieves don't have any way to remove boons from their enemies, so they allowed them to do more damage. This has the unfortunate consequence of people that don't use boons, yeah, you die quickly. 
-hmm. So they're looking at giving thieves more boon removal and toning down their damage a bit. Bring them a bit more in line with other classes. They say Mug is too powerful. So um, Mug will get toned down some, which of course is when a thief steals, they deal Mug damage. Usually, right about now, it's about 4 to 5k, which is a good chunk of your health. I imagine they'll bring that down to, they might even cut that in half to like 2, 2.5k. Two Question is, would that be enough? <laughs> mm-hmm. For the people that are complaining, I don't think it's going to be enough because the the class cannon people. Well, you can't be. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think there's any class where you can pick glass cannon and expect. You should, if you pick glass cannon, you shouldn't expect to survive. If you get waylaid by a thief, no. The only put the some only, vitality on your character. Two two classes where you could go glass cannon and get away with it: thief and mesmer. It's just because you're mobile and can bounce around and. But even you, even as a thief, it's you. You go glass cannon, fine. You're going to be able to kill a person quickly. Yep. But you don't really have a way of getting out of lockdown. And nope. if you can't abuse your ability to hide and evade and run away, as soon as you're visible again, you're going to be toast. <laughs> yep. Thieves are going to have to start looking into vitality and toughness when this whole thing goes down. I think see a lot less glass cannons. Or just and that'll, that'll get the. The abilities where they say the mug is too powerful, well, it'll naturally come down yep. if they can't. If the glass cannon build becomes non-viable, and it might be a thing where thief becomes the target. You just wait for him to pop up and kick his butt. So, last but not least, of course, these are in alphabetical order. This is not discriminatory towards warriors, but warriors. Um, kick and rampage. There are changes coming. They want you to have a lot more mobility. Uh, Warrior has insane specs for PvE right now, but they don't, they don't translate to PvP very well. And a warrior can be shut down by condition damage. So there are changes coming to help with condition damage and make the warriors more mobile. Um, I don't know, I started playing my warrior today with sword and shield and felt pretty mobile. So <laughs> I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I mean... Warrior does have a lot of mobility between the greatsword charge and um, the whirling blade and the sword leap. and I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They're looking at giving Warrior more mobility. Yeah. Well, I, we'll see how that plays. Uh, I haven't played my Warrior much. I've gotten up to about 10, 11 and haven't played a whole lot more. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> my Warrior's at 38 now. Got a level there you go. today, so. And with what I played today, I may play her a bit more. She might be my next eighty. Might I don't know. That's always up in the air until I get closer to it. <laughs> oh, that will tie up that interview. Uh, the little points we like to take out of it. If you want to hear the whole interview, watch the whole interview. Uh, they do a video of it. It is at Guild Wars Guru, Guild Wars Two Guru com. Look for the State of the Game interview posted on March 14th. You can see all the other things they talked about there. And that will end our new segment for the week, bringing us, of course, to our top three. Uh, top three things we like, um, whether it's skills or zones or we haven't done zones yet. We almost did that tonight, but... That, that requires a little more thought. Yes. We didn't, I didn't look at the notes early enough. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we'll do top three zones next week. Because I won't be here next week. You're on your own. Oh. <laughs> solo show. Okay, maybe I'll do top three. Might stuff. be a short show next week. It, it, it probably will be shorter because I have a hard time talking at great lengths by myself. <laughs> Wait, you don't talk to yourself for, for long periods of time? No. Maybe I can get a guest on the show. Guest host. Guest host on the show. That'd be fun. Mm. wonder if Obi would do it. He'd, pr he'd probably ask to work, though. He's <laughs> <laughs> a busy man, now. <laughs> Love you, Obi. He's a rich man, but he's a busy man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so this week's top three. I digress. Uh, 
reasons Guild Wars 2 is better than other MMOs. And by other, we mean just we're lumping everyone together. Uh, this isn't a pick on WoW Fest. Although, these things tend to make me think, yeah, WoW doesn't have those. So, <laughs> Well, it's what, we, what both of us played before coming to Guild Wars 2, so it's our most recent point of reference. Well, I, I played a bit of Star Wars The Old Republic. I did play a bit ah, of Rift. Yes, I, I have played a few of these modern MMOs. And some of these... Some some of these MMOs are doing some of this stuff and doing some of it right, and uh, we're starting to see things like in Elder Scrolls Online that they're taking from Guild Wars 2. Uh, I know Neverwinter is taking a few things, so a lot of what ArenaNet has done with Guild Wars 2 is resonating with the market, and that's a good thing. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? Are, what it only are, increases competition. Competition uh, garners creativity, and creativity makes better games for all of us. So it, it's a good cycle to be in. It, it's not good when you have one dominant um, play, only one dominant player in the market, because then the things tend to stagnate. See Madden football. Yes. As an example. Madden football. Or, Which hasn't or, changed in like 10 years, oh. except for little gimmicky things like a hit stick. Or wow. Wow. I mean, know, honestly... I was trying to avoid the wow comparison. Yeah, you're trying to avoid the wow comparison, but... the Okay, pet battles? Really? Pokemon. You, you put Pokemon in your game? Really? You put Farmville in your game? Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that seems, That sounds like a gimmicky little thing to me, no matter how yeah. deep the system is. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you how much Mists of Pandaria. The more and more I read about it, the less and less excited I got to play WoW was. Yep. There's just nothing there that made me want to come back and and play the new expansion. It was just all this crud, just to throw, just to say they put new stuff in the game. And, yep. You know. Still, still waiting for my dance studio. Hear what? Dance studio. There was uh, somewhere around burning. Burning Crusade, they promised a dance studio where people would be able to customize their dances. And it might have even been on the box, I believe. Uh, and it never showed up in the game. So Disappointing. Yeah. I wish I could change my dance. I know you can, can you buy dances? You gotta buy, get them out of a oh. box, right? Yeah, we got the box of fun that had the three new dances in it, and I wish you could actually purchase them. Are dances. they permanent when you get one? No, no, it's a Temporary 10-minute buff that changes your utility skills. But there are three actually pretty cool dances. One of them's a running man. So. I know. I just, I'd like to get... I, I'm not thrilled with the human... You know, it's What's, it's the LMFAO dance. Yep, the party rock dance. And see, honestly, out of the five of them, that's my favorite. I think I think they need to have different ones for males and females. The female doing party rock just doesn't look good. Yeah. They need some females. Yep. <laughs> anyway... I digress. Anywho, the top ten or top ten. Ooh, jeez, that'd be a long show. That would be a long list. The top three reasons Guild Wars Two is better than other MMOs, Rick. Uh, number three, no monthly fee. Yeah. Now that's not necessarily better than all other MMOs because free to play is becoming more and more common now. Yes. But um, as I said, coming from WoW, where I was paying fifteen bucks a month. Having no monthly fee is nice. Now, that being said, I have paid ArenaNet just as much, ArenaNet just as much money as I would have had I continued to play while played paid Blizzard. Yep. They're still getting my money. It's not the fact that I don't want to pay the money to play games. It's I don't want to be forced to pay the money every month. I want to use it to buy things that I actually will use in game. Yes. I really felt cheated with WoW. Between the end of Cataclysm and the start of um, Mists of Vandaria, where they had in the year before, November of the year before, October, November of the year before, gave you a year subscription. You know, you sign up for a year, you get a mount, you get this, you, you get a whole bunch of stuff. You got a free Diablo um, 3. Diablo 3 was included in the year subscription. And then for the next 12 months, WoW didn't change at all. <laughs> yeah. you got Diablo to play but WoW didn't change 
WoW just that that whole period of time before Mist came out, there nothing was going on in WoW. You killed once you killed Deathwing, there was nothing new. That was it. Mm-hmm. So I really felt cheated by that. So I like the fact that I don't have to pay, and if I don't play Guild Wars, I don't feel like I'm losing out on anything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, number two, group play. Um, and what I mean by group play is, I'm not fighting other characters for mining nodes. I'm not having to roll for loot when we kill a big boss. Like 30 people can kill a big dragon and everybody gets loot. Um, yep. you know, we, we used to run raid nights uh, uh, twice a week and you, you might go without anything. Yeah, you might, <laughs> you might get loot. You might have spent six hours of your week and earned absolutely nothing <laughs> except the joy of killing bosses. So, um, or a couple of badges, which you needed yeah. multiples to get things. Yeah, but you didn't... Uh, you weren't guaranteed loot for killing a boss, for putting in the effort and going through and spending your time playing their game. You weren't guaranteed anything. And then you get into the discussions about if two characters, you were running with two pallies and something dropped that was pally gear, well, which tank gets it? Because they both need it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, random roll. One Okay, one wins the roll. The next week something else pops and the same person wins the roll. Well, that's not fair. They got two. It was just, uh, God, just such a headache. Yes. This is so much better. It's so Everybody much nicer. Gets loot. You get your own loot. They get their own loot. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Good for everybody. And my number one reason is I don't have to spam a chat or anything looking for a tank or a healer. Yay. It is so nice to be able to log into a game. And if I want to run a dungeon... I can go run a dungeon. I don't have to find a specific class to do it with. I can just go. Need not a body. Be... Yep. I need a, a warm body who knows how to play their class a little bit. And even if they don't know and they die a few times, that's okay. We'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> we'll get it done. But I don't have to have any particular class to get through. And there's no, um, what do you want to call it, God complex with the tanks who feel like, since they're the tank, they're the leaders, they can command what everybody else does because if you don't do what they're going to do, they're going to leave and then you're stuck for the next 30 minutes in that dungeon trying to find another tank to replace them. Yep. None of that. All gone. Give me a warm body. If you want to leave, fine, leave. We'll find somebody else coming. <laughs> yep. That, that is actually a wonderful thing. Three very, very, very good reasons why Guild Wars 2 is better than other MMOs. My three reasons, I kind of piggyback on yours a little bit on your number two here. Actually, both my three and two are fall under that uh, group play thing. Uh, you have individualized nodes for mining and um, harvesting things. So when you see that node out there in the world and you're running towards it, and someone else you see all of a sudden out of the corner of your eyes running towards it, it isn't a mad dash to get there. It isn't who's going to get to it first. You get there, you harvest your supplies. They get there, they harvest their supplies. It's so nice. You, you, you're, you're rare node sitting there, you start fighting the bad guy, and some dude runs along in other MMOs, he'll grab the node, and you're stuck there fighting the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You don't get anything out of it, you're the one that did all the work. Here, it's in fact, I even had it happen today, where there was a node that had a veteran by it. I went and I was going to loot the node and started fighting the veteran. I fought the veteran and some other dude came running around, hit the node a couple of times, then he started attacking the veteran. And the veteran switched its... I slowed down my attacks on him and he flip-flopped his aggro and started attacking this other guy. I went and mined the node and then we both killed the veteran. It's <laughs> it's nice. It's It's teamwork. You aren't turned off by seeing another player in the world. You want another player there for the help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Game's easier. Yeah. It's it also the nut... I don't know if it's necessarily... Oh, yeah, it is easier. Easier with a friend. Yeah. But uh, even the number two, there's no mob tagging. If if you do work on a mob, chances are you get loot. Granted, mm-hmm. they, they tweaked that a bit. There, there was some issues with that a bit early on. They tweaked the qualifications for getting the loot recently. But... If you help and you do a significant portion of the work, you're going to get rewarded for it. Not like 
Star Wars or WoW or Rift, when you tag something, it's yours. And if it dies, you get the loot from it. You can you could sit there as a hunter and WoW and just tag a bunch of stuff, pull it to someone else, and unless they want to die, it. they got to kill it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then they kill it or help you kill it, and you get all the rewards for it. And that yeah. and it, that just makes people want to stay away from each other. You don't want to yeah. see other players then. Guild Wars made it very organic the way grouping is formed. Yep. You don't have to group. You don't have to party with them. Just run around next to them and kill stuff. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's and, happy. And a lot of times you just naturally form just a natural group without partying. And you get a group of people moving from event to event, 10, 20 people. And they start thinning out a bit. And then you run and eventually get to the point where you're running around with one other dude. And you end up forming a party. You hang out for the evening in the zone, and it's fun. You make friends, and you enjoy yep. seeing other people when you're playing the game. And that's, that's huge for community. And my number one thing, why Guild Wars 2 is better than other MMOs, and I know some Dark Age of Camelot people are going to yell at me because it was something similar was in Dark Age of Camelot, but I never played Dark Age of Camelot. That is World v. World. Uh, something I've never experienced uh, combat on a scale like this in a fantasy MMO and I understand why it was so addicting and why it was so good and it has just been a since I've started getting into it heavily it's been fantastic so I just yeah yeah I like it. I enjoy it. It's fun for me for a couple nights a week. I couldn't do it on a consistent basis. Um, you know, I don't know how the, the people in the higher tiers. I mean, we're still in a relatively low tier when when you're talking about server rankings and higher tiers. How much time they must devote to staying online and defending their areas and all that. That's pretty intense. But it, it's fun for me just to get in there once in a while and play. And I enjoy World v World. It gives me something different to do when I don't feel like just running around. Doing dungeons and map completion, that kind of stuff. It's it's definitely a nice change of pace type night. It gets your guild together, brings them all together for a common goal. You work together, and for a few hours at least, you feel kind of powerful in your guild. And then you sign back on the next morning and realize that everything's gone. But <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the disheartening part about it is that you do all this work and you stay up till wee hours of the morning and you feel like you're doing really really well. And then you go to bed for a few hours and you get back up and it's like oh hell. Yep. Start all over again. <clears throat> well, that's, that's the way it is sometimes. And we need a guild. <laughs> Oceanic guild, if there's any not, Oceanic guilds not, out there. Not even a night guild. We need somebody from like 2 a.m., 2, 3 a.m. till probably like 7, 7 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Just any, cover that time frame for us. Oceanic guilds, Darkhaven, U.S. Let's, let's, let's do this thing. We could use you. Yep. Uh, you don't even have to advance. Just we'll, we'll turn it over to you at two o'clock, and we'll have a, a good portion of the map taken. You just defend it, yep. so that when we sign back on, we still have seventy-five percent of what we had when we went to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, if there are other reasons that you think Guild Wars Two is better than other MMOs, or reasons that other MMOs are better than Guild Wars Two, if you have a top three, uh, email us at burninglocks at gmail.com. Uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. Get some feedback on the show. Uh, get, get you a shout-out on the show. We definitely, we'd love to read your emails. Uh, you can also contact us at burninglocks on Twitter. I know we're getting followers consistently there. So if you're on Twitter and you want to follow the show, I usually post when a new show is up. Uh, occasionally retweet news in the Guild Wars 2 world so yeah that's going to do it for the show tonight I have been your host JC that man right there has been Rick still am <laughs> until next time adios
by Jeremy Soule and remixed by Plasma 3 Music. No copyright infringement is intended.